What would you do if your doctor told you not to expect to graduate from high school or be able to do any advanced type of job? What if you were told this by your child's doctor? In today's episode of the Water Prairie Chronicles, Ariel tells her story of how much she has accomplished while living with dyslexia and the role her mother has played in her life. You know, she was just like, I know it's a little frustrated, I know you're aggravated, but it's gonna all pay off in the end. And it did, it, it really did. I'm Tonya Wallum, the host of the Water Prairie Chronicles, a podcast created to help encourage parents of children with disabilities by featuring interviews with individuals and organizations who understand the questions special needs parents might have. Welcome back to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Today we have a special guest on and her name is Ariel Gradnigo. So you may recognize the last name. She's the sister of Kenya who came on several episodes back to talk about narcolepsy and being diagnosed as a child with narcolepsy. And if you didn't listen to that one or watch it, I'll link that one here and down in the show notes so that you can, can go back and, and meet Kenya and get to know the family a little bit better. But today we're meeting Ariel and she has a whole different story that we're gonna be talking about. So Ariel, would you like to introduce yourself? My name is Ariel Gratnigo. I am 31 years old. I am the older sister of us two, so I am the <laughs> oldest. <laughs> uh, sometimes Kenya likes to think she's the oldest, but she's not. I'm the <laughs> oldest. I am a single mother of one. I have a five-year-old. Her name is Kennedy. Um, you know, I enjoy my family. I love to eat crawfish because you know we're from Louisiana, so we love the crawfish. <laughs> um, snowballs. I just love to have a good time with my family. I am currently, um, my career is in early childhood. I am the family and community liaison for the St. Landry Parish Head Start program. And I do parent oh. education classes as well. So that's just a little snippet of me. I invited um, Ariel on today because when we, I was interviewing Kenya, I found out that she has dyslexia. And, um, and it's a topic that we haven't covered yet on the podcast. And I wanted to make sure that we are addressing this and it was a great opportunity to, um, to meet Ariel, but also to take advantage of this connection and to, to get to know a little bit more about dyslexia itself. And so, um, so do you mind if we dig, dig back deep, deep into your childhood to start out with here? Yeah, yeah that's fine. So before we talk about the diagnosis and all, can you give us kind of a brief, a brief definition of what dyslexia is? Um, so to me, I was always taught that dyslexia is a learning disability. Um, and it's just the way that your mind, your brain processes information differently. Um, you can be diagnosed in different areas such as mathematics or science, um, reading comprehension. So that's how it was always um, in a plain term explained to me. Okay. I, I actually, I think that's the best definition I've ever heard of it uh, because you have, you have all those different areas, but it doesn't have to be all of those areas for any individual yes. person. Mm -hmm. Correct. So for you, when, when did you first start showing signs? that you had dyslexia? I was in um, elementary school. I was in the sixth grade. And my mom, uh, who is in the school system, she worked in the school system, her career is in the school system. She kind of noticed that I was getting some bad grades on my spelling um, test. You know, in middle school, you bring home your signed papers, the parents have to sign saying these are your grades. And my mom is like, what is going on? And so back then you had 
uh, multiple choice. You could either write A, B, C, or D. And she noticed that on the line where you actually write the answer, I'll put a D, but then I was circling B, which is the correct answer on the side. So oh, she was kind of like, hmm, something's going on. And so it was in spelling and then in math mathematics, she noticed that when I was doing my homework, we had to turn in our scratch work, that I was writing the correct answer on the scratch sheet, but on the actual homework sheet, I was writing it backwards. So she decided that, hey, maybe I need to get her, you know, examined, tested um, for dyslexia because she kind of heard about it from working in the school system, but didn't know a whole lot about it. So it was in the sixth grade um, when I finally went to get um, tested for dyslexia and that's when I was diagnosed. When you were diagnosed, how, like who, who did you go see for that diagnosis? Um, so my mom did a couple of paperwork through our pupil appraisal center through the school board um, in our parish. Um, we have parishes, the states have counties, so it's the same thing. I think we're like the only okay. state that have parishes, yeah. So it's the same thing. When I say parish, it's a county. <laughs> okay. um, yeah, so um, um, she took me there and then they referred her to send me to a specialist. And so I remember going into this big office and they had all these different um, things there like blocks and they had math stuff. I had to read something and so it was just all of these little bitty exams that I had to do for them to kind of figure out what areas um, that I was struggling in. So um, for example, one of the exams was I had to read a paragraph, but there were misspelled words all throughout the paragraph, but I read the paragraph with ease and so they were like, yep, yeah, she has dyslexia, you know, <laughs> so, Interesting. Um, yeah, so it was that, and then they would give me, like, little math problems to do, and I had to use a scratch sheet, and again, I was getting the answer correct on my scratch sheet, but writing it backwards on the actual exam sheet, and so I remember my mom crying um, a lot that day. And she cried because um, the examiner told my mom, yeah, you know, your daughter has dyslexia. We don't really know a whole lot about it, but I can tell you now, she's not going to be able to go to high school or she's barely going to finish high school. She's not going to be equipped for college. So she might just get a trade. So don't get your hopes up too wow. high. And so my mom wow. was just devastated. She was crushed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm but, thinking too, you're in the sixth grade. You're not, you're not four years right. old. You're halfway right. through your school years. Halfway through the school year. And so mom was just like, oh my God, what do you mean that, you know, my child may not be equipped for college or she may not be equipped or barely is going to graduate high school. Right. And I, I remember us coming home and my mom was like, Ariel. I don't care what anybody says. You do not take on that energy. You know, if you right. put hard work, you can do anything you set your mind to. And so that was what I did. I just put my mind, you know, to it. And I graduated from middle school, graduated from high school. I have a bachelor's degree. You know, I went to college. So I'm go. going there back to school to get my <laughs> master's. So, yeah, you know. <laughs> Mom was like, no, we're not. They know? Yeah, they don't know anything. 
Mm-hmm. All right, so you're 31 right now. So this would have been what year about? When when would you have been in sixth grade? Oh, um, like in early 2000s, maybe. That's what I'm thinking. 90s. Yeah, late, probably late 90s, early 2000s. So they had to have more information than than that. They made my mom believe that this was this new thing. They didn't know, have a whole lot of information, and I was just a lost cause. And my mom was just devastated. She was like, what? What, what, what do you mean? And so she did her own research, and um, she helped me a lot through my school years. And it was hard, like very hard, um, staying yeah. up late nights with the math homework. Um, with the spelling, it, it was just really, really hard for us. You know, she always would tell me, we're a team, we're in this together. You're not, you know, alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so she would be the one to help. My dad would encourage me as well. Um, but of course, mom's always the one who stays up late with the kids to do the homework. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> she, would, uh, she would stay up real late with me doing homework. And you know, she was just like, I know it's a little frustrated. I know you're aggravated, but it's going to all pay off in the end. And it did. Yep. It, it really and did. And it has. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Did you have any trouble with um, with explaining this to your to your friends and being able to to have that support of friends to help you too? Um, in middle school, my friends, they kind of understood. Um, Good when it came to certain subjects they always wanted to be my friend like especially in science <laughs> because <laughs> i would rock these science um, fair projects and they was like yeah let's be science fair partners <laughs> but uh, they understood uh, my my close friends and actually some of my friends from middle school we ended up going to the same high school so it was like who i don't have to oh, keep good. re-explaining myself to right. a whole different set of people in high school i did have to explain to my newer friends but my old friends who transitioned with me to right. high school um you know they were like yeah we got this they would actually help me um in my little weak spots they would say hey let's do this to help you with that and they were like really supportive really supportive are you still friends with some of those those kids now yes yes um actually me and one of um my friends we were laughing the other day because of course like i said they were friends that transitioned to high school so in high school you're learning how to drive you're trying to get your driver's license and we were laughing about um the incident where i was driving and my friend was like, hey, you got to um, make a left turn. And I ended up turning right. And we ended up on a one way going the wrong way. Oh, and the no. car and, you know, I turned the parking lot. And so he was like, those are good times, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still good friends with them um, to this day. We, we have our moments where, you know, we laugh about. Um, some of the things that we did in elementary and in high school. So we're really good friends. Right. Oh, good. Good. I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. The, um, when you, so middle school, we'll, we can think about middle school and, and high school. And we'll talk about college after. But um, how were your teachers? Did they, did they work with you? Did you have any problems getting teachers to understand that, that you need a little extra help at times? 
Um, I didn't um, have any issues in elementary school. Um, one of my teachers, Miss Anya, uh, she really supported me um, in elementary. She would give me little tidbits uh, to kind of remember, and she would always say, "Here's an extra scratch sheet. Take your time. Don't rush." Okay. Um, it's okay if you're the last person to finish as long as you finish. So she really um, helped with that. In high school, I actually had a math teacher who had dyslexia. So he was like, hey, wow. I understand where you're coming from. Wow. And so we would kind of joke because um, he would put the answer on the rope on the board and I'll be like did you write that right and he was like I think I did so that was kind of like our little, little inside joke so he actually understood because he he had dyslexia he was like yeah I have right. dyslexia I know where you're coming from and he was a math teacher and so um you know all of my teachers from elementary to high school middle school they really worked with me um and my nice. mom I did have a 504 plan and so, okay. you know, they um, help with the accommodations, which giving extra time. Um, if I needed extra time, I could. If I needed an extra day to complete a project or to complete homework, sitting in front of, in the front row of class, so I can hear better and focus more. Um, even my high school teachers helped me learn my learning style. Um, to nice. help me study more, which actually I used that when I transitioned to college. So all of my teachers were really helpful during that time. And, you know, some of them never had a student that had dyslexia. So they were learning as well. And so they were like, yeah, this is good information. When I do have that next child that comes, right. I right. know how to help them. So they were really, really awesome, really awesome. Well, I know that we have some professionals who listen, so teachers that are listening to this, take encouragement that kids do notice whenever you take the time to help them, because this is a, a, a mom already who still remembers those early teachers, so you, you are leaving a mark on, on your kids. I, I'm really excited to hear that you had that level of teachers all the way through with it, because it does make a difference in building your confidence as a student, not hearing that that negative that you heard when you were first diagnosed, but hearing these teachers who spoke into you that that you 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 can do it. You just need to 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 learn how 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 your learning style is, um, and then to have have the teacher in math who had actually had dyslexia was great to have that exposure. Yes, it, the, it was um, awesome. So I want to go back before we move older and when you were first diagnosed so before it so I, I i'm trying to wrap my head around the fact that you were in sixth grade before you knew this so elementary those early years did you have any struggles with learning how to read or learning how to write um no um mom said that everything was fine and then it was until I was in the sixth grade, she started to notice that I was writing my B's backwards, or I was writing my D's backwards, or I was um, putting the numbers kind of backwards. So that's when it started to kind of show there were no issues prior. She, you know, just said, okay, this is something new. It's kind of concerning, you know, what's going on here. So she said prior to that, everything was fine. Um, I was a good student, would get good grades. 
didn't really have any, you know, issues with um, learning or catching on to the material. It's just when I went to middle school, that's when she started to notice those those changes in my education um, habits. Well, and a lot of kids write letters frontwards and backwards when they're first learning them, and um, and they and they make copy numbers frontwards and backwards or even upside down some of them whenever they first are putting everything together mm-hmm. so um has your mom ever mentioned did she like did you did you write everything perfectly and then all of a sudden it was backwards or it was just by then you should have gotten them straight and they were still kind of backwards so with her background being in education so my mom's a speech right. um, therapist so with her background being in education, she kind of knew that in those years, like you said, kids are just starting to learn how to write. So it's kind of common for kids to write their B's backwards or their D's backwards. Right. And so, you know, she was like, okay, well, yeah, you're writing it fine. And then first grade, second grade, you have a lot of um, circling. So your test right. format, you're just circling. You're not really writing the answer. So in middle school, that's when you really start writing. You're not circling anymore. You have to write the answer on the line. And that's Mm -hmm. when she noticed that, okay, she's still writing them, you know, kind of backwards or she's not putting the right answer. So I guess the difference in the way that the test was organized was how she was able to catch it. Because, like I said, in the earlier years, you know, you're just circling the answer. Like, oh, this is the answer. Let me circle A, B, C, or D. Um, Circle, circle, circle. You're just circling. Right. (laughs) And then in the middle school, you're actually writing information or writing the answer down. For the math, did you use graph paper or anything to help you kind of keep things in line? Did Were there any tools like that, that that helped you as you got older? So the graph paper was too many lines <laughs> for me. Um, you know, I tell people all the time, my brain is so weird. <laughs> but uh, the, it was too many lines. But I did use a lot of scratch paper. So okay. for math, I would um, use my scratch paper and I would actually turn my scratch paper in with my actual homework and the teacher would compare both. And so Good. normally she would say, if it's correct on her scratch sheet, I'm pretty sure she meant to write it that way on her homework sheet and she wrote it backwards. Yeah. So they would kind of use my scratch sheet as a guide to compare to make sure that the scratch sheet was matching the homework um, sheet right. or the exam sheet. So I used a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of scratch paper. <laughs> the um, Did it show up in your reading at all or just in your writing and your numbers? Um, writing in numbers um, and spelling. Um, spelling is very hard for me as well. But reading comprehension, I always scored really good in reading comprehension. I can listen to a story or I can read a story. Um, even if the words are misspelled, I'm still going to read it, you know, regular um and i can tell you this is what the story was about these were the characters this that the other and so i always did really really good with reading comprehension did you do you think when you were reading were you using context clues for those words that were misspelled some sometimes yes sometimes um 
the way that someone explained it to me, which was really good, is that the brain, when it's looking at a word, it looks at the shape of the word first, and then it looks at the spelling. And so with me having dyslexia, if the shape is right, it doesn't really matter if the word is spelled right. My mind is just, oh, the shape is right, so that must be like, or that must be at. So it didn't really right. matter what was the in-between. If the first letter right. was right, the last letter was right, it was right. Um, <laughs> it was it, right? <laughs> it was it, it was it. So the spelling um, was a challenge for me um, in school because, you know, you would have spelling tests and it was just be like, oh my yeah. goodness, just <laughs> spelling and foreign language, believe it or not, um, was also a struggle for me, especially in high school, we had to take French because here, um, where you live, in, right? Where my area is very, very French rich. And so I just could not grasp French at all. And so I was telling my mom, I was like, I am going to fail French. Like, I, I just can't. Even with tutoring after school, my French teacher was just like, Hey, Miss Gratney goes, she's just not getting it. Maybe we need to put her in a different elective. I don't want to see her fail. Like French is just very, very hard. And so when my mom did research, um, she learned that some languages are very hard to learn if you have dyslexia and French was one of them on the list. So she of course. Was, like, <laughs> was like, yeah, maybe we may not do French. Let's try home ec instead. So yeah. like I said, my, my school was very um, accommodating. They, they did a lot of accommodations for me and they really wanted to see me succeed. You know, they was like, okay, French is not her thing. We know that's an elective. Let's put her in another elective. Did you, did you not have to have a foreign language to graduate? Yeah, um, you didn't have to have a foreign language. Um, that was what they would want as long as you had an elective. Right. And so that's how I was able to change um, my, my class, change the elective. Let's, let's go into college. So you've, you've gone to college and you're, you're working on your master's now, did you say? Yes, I went to Southeastern Louisiana University in Hammond, Louisiana. I have my bachelor's of arts um, in social work. So I'm a social worker okay. and I am working towards going back to school to obtain my master's in social work. From high school to college, did you did you still continue to use the same types of accommodations in college, the, the extra time, things like that? I did. I did. And college was a whole different ball game um, for me because I did not have all of my friends that helped me through elementary and high school. I had one um, person that actually went to the same college that I did, but we were in two different fields. So we really didn't get to see each other a whole lot. And it's a big campus. It's not like a small campus compared to a high Mm -hmm. school. And so it was very different because in high school you get the powerpoint or you get the notes in college you're taking your own notes and so that was something different it's like they're lecturing and in my mind i'm like so what do i write like do i write that do i not write that and so um some of the professors they did have um printouts and handouts and it was a lot of reading and so it was like well what do I what do I pick as the thing to study? 
And so in the beginning, it was um, kind of difficult. It was hard, very fast paced because we're in a college yep. setting. It's like either you get it or you don't see for exam day. Yep. And <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. Oh, okay. <laughs> so at Southeastern, they actually have um, a, a testing center that I actually did a job study there. I, I worked at the testing center and you can test there. You can pick a day and a time where you go in. You can take your test um, with other students that have accommodations. Um, they actually helped me a whole lot. They had other students there that either had a disability or they were really good at guiding those who had disabilities navigating through college yes. life. And so I kind of had like this buddy and she showed me, so, hey, for this professor, these are the topics are the things that you need to write good. down for this professor. This is what they're kind of looking for. So it really helped me and my professors, um, you do give them a paper letting them know that hey I have accommodations and so right. they were really um nice and they hey you know if I'm going too fast let me know if you want to stay oh, nice. or me during my office hours you can if, if there's something that wasn't unclear so um the first couple of semesters it was kind of me trying to navigate how do I do this? You know, I was used to just being handed the information. Here you go, study it. We're going to take a test to right. all this information being talked. And what do I write? What do I don't write? Is this important? <laughs> Is this not important? And so having that um, that peer, that buddy to help me navigate, it, it helped me a whole lot. And so once I was able to figure out my study style and my writing style to navigate through college, I was able, you know, to graduate. So you, you talked about your teachers helping you learn your learning style. What What is your learning style? Um, it depends on the subject. So if it's like science um, or like a history type of thing, um, all my social work classes, I would write, I have to see it. Like I have to see it and I have to um, repeat a lot. So I would write my notes. After I would write my notes, I would go back that night. I would read them out loud and I'm typing as I'm reading. And so I would make okay. a study guide. And then after that, I would, you know, use that study guide and build on the study guide. Now in math, it was all visual because like I have to see it. Matt, right. I, I would tell my friends, like, Matt is Chinese to me. Like, I get it when I'm sitting there, but as soon as I walk out that door, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this? Um, so for Matt, I would make um, note cards. You know, if it's geometry, I'll make, like, little symbols to kind of help me remember. Right. Like, this means that, and um, this symbol is this, and I have to do this with that. So I made a lot of note cards for Matt. Um, to help me. So for math, it's all visual. I have to see you do it. And I will ask the teacher, can you do it like two more times to make sure I got it and I'm going to do it. And then if I do it right, I think I got it. So um, math in college was like, huh. And then when I had the pleasure of changing my curriculum, 
I was like, oh, yes, this, this is gold. Like, I already took the math that I needed. I passed it. I don't have to take any more math. I right. am good. <laughs> I, well, it's called a catalog change. So I changed my catalog, and I was like, oh, right. yeah, this is great. This is great. So on your notes, whenever you're doing your flashcards and things, um, did you did you color code them different ways? To the, does color help you remember more? Yes, yes, I color code everything. I still do it to this day. Um, my coworkers allow because they know if it's a pile of papers I did, they say there goes those colored tabs. We know the Ariel did it. Like yeah, you guys know it's me. <laughs> so yes. Um, you know, I know red was like very important, like the red meaning very important. Um, mm -hmm. Pink was, okay, this is important. You know, yellow was, okay, this is a subtopic. Green was, this is the topic. So I kind of had a lot of stuff um, color right. coordinated. And I, I'm, my friends will say, oh, you're just a little OCD because I had everything <laughs> organized. Everything had to be. But you have to get that way. I, I had to. I was like, I cannot function with all these papers everywhere. Like, I, it has to be in the pile. It has to be mm -hmm. in a certain order because that's how I'm going to get it. And so, yeah. And then my my college roommates would um, do my flashcards with me. So, oh, good. So, yeah. so it helped everybody. <laughs> it, it helped everybody. It helped everybody. <laughs> so it's a, it sounds like you are a visual learner. And then I'm trying to figure out with you reading them out loud, are you auditory or are you kinesthetic with that? I, I don't Who know. Knows? I guess <laughs> all of the above. Like, I did yeah. everything to, <laughs> to help. And um, I'm still kind of like that um, to this day when I am reading information. If it's something that can be demonstrated, I'm, okay, can you demonstrate, like, I always ask, what does okay. that look like? That's, that's my question. Like, yeah. what does that look like? <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's very important um, for, you know, educators to know a child's learning style because it, it really does yeah. make a difference. It, it really does. Um, oh, it does. I remember being frustrated in college and um, one of my best friends, I met her in college, I was like, when would I ever use the Pythagorean theorem in life? Like when, when would I do that? <laughs> you sound like my son. <laughs> and she was like, you're using it in life now because you have to do it for class. So let's just learn it now. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> The way it's going to be used you know, is if you want this degree, you have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and so she would like really motivate me and she'll be like, you got this, you got this. And um, so she she kind of helped me through math a whole lot. And so that that was my motivation. Every time I would get ready to, to fuss about math, she was like, you're using it now. You're using it now. Yeah. For now. <laughs> now. So, yeah, but, you know, it isn't always worth arguing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it learning, knowing your style, it really does go a long way because, you know, we are teaching different personalities um, of, of children. Yeah. So just learning them and learning what works for them does go a very long way. We talked about what you're doing now a little bit. Do you have any challenges for work because of dyslexia? Um, I do. So I do a lot of writing. 
thank God for Grammarly because it helps me a whole lot. I manage our Facebook page. I manage our Instagram page. I make flyers for all of our activities that are coming up. I'm the editor, the creator and the editor of one of our newsletters that goes out to our expecting wow. mothers that are in the program. Um, I'm writing MOUs and partnership agreements. So I'm doing a lot of <laughs> You are. Selling. <laughs> So I use Grammarly a lot. I have my days where I'm typing. I'm like, uh, is this spelled right? And it's like, it is spelled right. I'm like, okay, cool. I'm getting it. And then there are just days where I'm just like out of it. Like if I had a long night um, dealing with the kiddo, the next day I just like can't focus. And I'm just like all over the place. And I say to myself, oh my God, I can't spell today. Like what is going on? So Grammarly like helps me um, in those areas. So it's not as bad. I've kind of had my little tricks um, when I'm having those rough days. I just have to tell myself, spell it out, type yeah. your thoughts first, and then come back and you know edit. Get what you want to get out your head first, and then come back and edit. So I do have some of my my days where I'm just like struggling. Like I'm ready for the day to be over because. This is just too much. And then I have my good days where it's like everything is going so smoothly. So Well that's that's those are some really good tips there. So Grammarly, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with Grammarly, I'll put the link in the show notes so that you can find the website for it. But it's a fantastic resource. Even if you don't have dyslexia, it's it's a great resource to have because it shows you what what you what it should be based on what it thinks, but you still have the, the choice of whether you take that suggestion or not. Um, and it's looking at punctuation, it's looking at spelling, it's looking at tense, and um, so it's, it's it's a very good tool to use. And um, and then also just your tip on basically what, what I call um, re, re, regurgitating your information, just throw it all out there and then go back and clean it up is the best way to get all your information out and then, then you can clean it up and structure it and pull everything out. But, um, but those those are with very, very very good tips um, for someone to hear. So thank 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 you for that. I, I always want, want to go over tips for people. So, um, so while we're thinking about that, though, for students who who have dyslexia, do you have any advice that you would give to them if you could talk to say a, a sixth grader who's starting to struggle a little bit? Um, yeah, find that friend that really understands you. Um, Friendship is important. Even though a lot of people may not, you will have one person that understands. So find that friend that understands you and that can help you. Because I feel like, along with my family support, um, that friend actually helped me through a lot of my hard times um, and would pick me up in my weak areas. And so friendship and family are the most important thing. So find that one friend that can help you in your school setting. Nice. I like that. Um, I've never done this before, but I'm just thinking, all right, so a, a couple other messages I'd like to see if you'd like to, to give. If you could go back to that doctor who did the testing for you in sixth grade and told your mom what to expect for you and how to adjust her plans. What would you tell the doctor today if you could? I would say, look at me now. 
who who didn't who did not um complete high school who i did it like i completed high school i completed college i'm going back and so you're Words may have hurt me, but it did not stop my determination. And so it's very important on having that um, that hospitality and considering others' feelings. You can't just write someone off because you never know the greatness that you're trying to write off. And I feel like I've done a lot of great things and still have a lot of more greatness to put out in the world. So... I did it. Look, look at me now. That's that's what I would tell them. Look, look at me I now. Like, I like that. <laughs> well, you were going over all the things. We we're talking about challenges for work. You were listing off things that not many people do in a normal work day, and almost every single one of those, as you were listening, and I'm thinking, that doctor didn't even give you a chance to even think about doing any any one of those things, much less all. I mean, right. you're you're writing and editing a newsletter. You're you know. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> teaching a parent class, you know, You're making PowerPoint, <laughs> talking in front of a, a large group, you know, we service right. over 600 and something children in our area. So the parents come for the meetings and I'm talking to parents and going out in the community to make partnerships and typing MOUs and presenting the information. So, yeah, I, I'm doing a lot that yeah. they tried to say that I could not do. Right. Now, now to, to, to be fair, we're looking at 20 years ago, mm-hmm. so tools that are available today weren't available then. So some of yeah. these things may have been not out of reach, but they may have been harder to do than mm-hmm. they are today. But I don't even think they were out of reach back then, because so, we're only looking at 20 years ago. So it's not yeah. that far ago. <laughs> so, and at my age, it's really not very far <laughs> past. <laughs> So the other person I wanted to see if you wanted to, to send a message to is if you could go back to your high school math teacher, what would you say to him? Um, so his name was Mr. Williams, and I would tell him thank you for relating to me because it showed me that even though I have a disability, I can still have a career with a disability. I think a lot of people feel that, oh, you've been diagnosed with a disability that you can't have a normal life in a career. Um, he would come to school, he would you know, interact with us, he would help us, and we never knew that he had dyslexia until one day he said, oh yeah, I have dyslexia. And I was like, what? Mr. Williams, wow. what? And so, <laughs> He was like, yeah, you know, this is how I I overcame, man. And he was like, you know, you can too. I understand. I can relate. And so it felt good. And I just want to thank him for showing me that, hey, you can have a career. You can live a normal life with your disability. It's, It's not the disability. It's your ability to do what you can and what you need to do. And so I would thank him. Nice. It's it's not it's not often that that we have a chance to do that, and you may have seen him and and told him that before, but but maybe maybe he'll stumble on this and be able to hear it hear it um, yeah. in, in 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 person from you. So if our listeners want to ask you any questions after hearing this, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Do you have an Instagram account? 
Um, yes, I have an Instagram account. My handle is mermaid underscore Capri. If you would like to connect with Ariel and ask her any questions, use her Instagram, and that's going to be at mermaid underscore C-A-P-R-I, and we'll put that in the show notes for you as well so you can connect with her there. So, um, so that means it's time for our speed round. For those who have not listened to an episode before, the speed round is something that we do with all of our guests, and it's a way of getting to know the guests a little bit better and um, not focusing on our disabilities, but on some of our likes and interests and how we're all alike. It's 10 questions. There, We call it a speed round. There's no time limit, but everyone gets through it in about a minute. And um, the first three questions are open-ended, so I'll ask her a question. She'll answer whatever she wants to on those. And um, then the, the next seven questions are um, either or questions. So I'll give her two words or phrases and she'll choose one or the other. And Ariel, you're welcome to say both or neither if that's the, if that's the option that you have. <laughs> so so okay. there's, there's no right or wrong on any of this. <laughs> it's, it, 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 it's all in fun and that's the most important rule of this. <laughs> so are you ready? I'm ready. All right, what's your favorite color? Blue. And what's the last book that you read? Uh, the last book I read is called When No One Is Watching. I cannot think of the author. It's supposed to be like a psychological thriller. And it was pretty good. What's your favorite holiday? Christmas is my favorite Christmas. holiday. The next seven questions, these are either or. So I'll read two. You just choose which one. So the first is cake or ice cream cake batman or superman batman ocean or mountains ocean winter or summer summer watch a movie or read a book read a book harry potter or lord of the rings mm, that one's hard <laughs> i love both <laughs> oh Ugh. Okay, I want to say Harry Potter since that's who I was first introduced to. And then Twitter or Instagram? Instagram. Ariel, thank you for spending some time with us and helping us understand what dyslexia is for you and how you've come up with some solutions of how to make it work for you. I really was excited to hear you share about some of the things that you've accomplished already and the people who have been important in your life through the years that have helped you get to where you are now. So I appreciate you sharing that and coming on today. Thank you so much. I really appreciate being here and being a guest. So thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to share my story to others. This podcast is made possible by support from our listeners. If you want to help offset the cost of producing the Water Prairie Chronicles, become a supporter at buymeacoffee.com slash waterprairie. You've been listening to the Water Prairie Chronicles. Any resources mentioned during this episode will be posted in the description. If you're interested in joining us as a guest, contact us through the links in the description below. Be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. We appreciate your support as we build this resource. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week for a new episode.